odyssyblitz.com. Discussing NHS Talking Therapies with Balrad Sohal from Desi Blitz and Emran Hussain from the NHS. NHS England and NHS Improvement launched a campaign in January 2022 to promote NHS mental health services, encouraging anyone experiencing feelings such as anxiety, depression, or other common mental health concerns to seek help through NHS Talking Therapies, also known as IAPT, Improved Access to Psychological Therapies. Talking Therapies can be offered in a number of ways, including the self-help workbook with therapist support, as an online course, over the phone, one-to-one, or in a group. Appointments with therapists are conducted in confidence and help is available in person by video consultation, telephone and interactive text. Today, I'm joined by Emran Hussain, a clinician with over 13 years of experience with NHS mental health services, working as a therapist, clinical supervisor and manager with clients in primary care, third sector, forensic and private practice settings. Through all of his roles, Emran has developed a great desire to help people with common psychological problems, working in an emphatic and non-judgmental manner, his experience working with people of differing cultures and backgrounds is invaluable. This has enhanced his ability to understand their experiences and empower them to engage with NHS services and improve their mental health. Emran, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me here today. So what are the NHS Talking Therapies and who can use the services? Uh, so in terms of the Talking Therapies that the NHS provides, it will depend on the presentation uh, that the, the patient comes with. So we deal with common mental health problems such as anxiety and depression, but within that there may be things like OCD, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, stress, panic attacks, those kind of things. So in terms of Talking Therapies, the way that they would work, you'd meet with the practitioner, you explore a little bit more about what you're experiencing and then they can suggest particular strategies or tools that can help you to manage some of those. Okay, great. And how can we access the NHS Talking Therapy Service? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very easily accessible. So I think the easiest way to do this would be actually to go to your GP and request Talking Therapies. The GP can direct you to the relevant services. Uh, Alternatively, you can do this yourself. You can go on the internet. If you go into the NHS the uh, NHS website and type in talking therapies, you will find your most local service provider and you can contact them directly. Often they will have the availability of self-referral also. And is the service available in different languages for those maybe who aren't native in English? Definitely. So at the moment, I think in terms of trying to the uptake for people from the ethnic minorities has been quite difficult and I think that may be due to a various number of reasons. There's still a lot of stigma attached to uh, mental health and the reality is all of us could could benefit from talking therapy. So I think uh, what we're trying to do is trying to make access, accessibility as easy as possible. So if your first language is in English, we can provide interpreters. Great. And what is meant by a free and confidential service? In terms of free and confidential service, I think that we do liaise with your GP because the GP is your main carer in a sense. But besides that, the information that you provide with the therapist will not go to anybody else. So I think if there is concern about family members or other members of your family finding out, that wouldn't be the case with these services. Okay. What are some of the barriers to discussing mental health within uh, Black and South Asian communities? Uh, I think, as I mentioned, I think one of the main barriers is probably stigma. I think there's still a lot of stigma attached to mental health. Uh, there's a lot of preconceptions about 
what he means and what maybe other, other members of the family may think and the repercussions of disclosing some of these difficulties. I think the studies have shown one in four people will suffer from a common mental health problem. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. And in your, um, in your experience, has the barriers kind of become more progressive? You know, are you seeing more Black and South Asian people come out? I think especially, like you said, with stigma, I think that's uh, related more to men as well. You know, Definitely. started to come out. So have you seen any kind of progress within that field or? I think working with the NHS, we are doing a, a lot within those areas. So for example, as part of the organization I work for at the moment, we do have diversity champions. We are looking at the barriers. We are looking at changing services. So for example, uh, providing interpreters, providing materials in relevant languages, such as Urdu, common, common languages, such as Urdu, for example. So actually we can increase the access and we can look at some of the barriers. Uh, there has been an increase in the number of uh, people from the black minor, by, sorry, black community who are accessing mental health services but with regards to south asian communities that still is relatively low in comparison to the wider generation okay can you tell us about the latest nhs help us help you mental health campaign uh, so the campaign is just to kind of make make everybody aware the population aware that these talking therapies are available they are free and you can easily access them uh, via self-referral or gp i think the pandemic has had a massive impact on mental health for a lot of people i think there's been a lot of uncertainty and we've kind of been thrown into the deep end in terms of very little support so the normal things that we used to do, they've kind of been taken away from us. So I think a lot of people have had a detrimental impact on their mental health. And I think the campaign is about showing that talking therapies are still here. They may have changed. So for example, we're providing a lot more uh, video sessions, but for some people that may help. That may break down some of the barriers around confidentiality or trying to get the privacy. Some people may not like going into a NHS building and asking for support on mental health. Well, you don't need to do that anymore. You can actually go on the website, make a self-referral and start your sessions via that method. With um, the NHS talking therapies, is there anything, is there any advice that you could give to someone who maybe not feeling confident coming into the NHS? Um, like you said, they can access things online. Um, is, is there any kind of initial steps that they can take at home? Uh, initial steps at home. I think if you if you do if you are interested in talking therapies, I think if you do go onto the NHS website and type in talking therapies, there's a lot of information about the type of services we do provide. And as I mentioned previously, it will depend on what the difficulties are. But there's many different types of therapies that may that may help you. Some may be relevant to you. Some may not be relevant to you. So I think you could do that research. Uh, it, uh, the alternative would be actually speaking to your GP. I think if you don't feel comfortable or don't feel savvy enough to maybe find that information out for yourself, if you speak to the GP, they will get in contact with the talking therapy service. And the first appointment would be a chance to meet a practitioner who can tell you a lot more about the services, the treatment types. And I think hopefully that can put you at ease before you start the treatments. Okay, great. Emran, thank you for your time today. It's an incredible campaign. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This interview was produced by Desi Blitz, teaming up with the NHS to promote NHS talking therapies for better mental health.